Welcome to the Western CUNA Management School Alumni Association broadcast. I'm Shauna Shearson from the Epsilon class of 2007. And I'm Nate Burns from the Alta class of 2011. Western CUNA Management School is a three-year credit union leadership program intended to give credit union leaders a deep dive into the purpose and mission of operating a cooperative business model. Unlike any other program in the industry, this immersive experience is held each year on the beautiful Pomona College campus. Come along as we jump into a conversation of both head and heart. Hey, Nate, good to see you. It is good, good to, to see you, to you. as well. I'm, I'm curious, today's guest is making me think of a, <laughs> a lot of technology and there's some cool technology on the roads today. Have you ever ridden in a Tesla? You know what? I'm a little embarrassed to say it. I have not. I've never ridden in a Tesla. You know what? The two of us, we need to go for a joyride, maybe even with our guest today. I I also wondering if our if our listeners own Roombas or have ever ridden in Uber or Lyft, um, or maybe they give commands or ask questions to Siri or Alexa. I know I, I spend a lot of time asking Alexa yeah. to play music at my house. <laughs> yeah, my kids ask uh, ask. Sierra and Alexa, a lot of math questions on a daily basis. I know that for a fact. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's a that's a really good use of more more productive use probably. Um, and and then there's even posting videos or or having had suggested videos to you on a website or on social media. So if if you have ever done any of the things we've been talking about so far, I think you're already invested in what our guest today has to offer. Yeah, it's it's incredible how much uh, technology is kind of dialed into everything that we do. We don't even think about it anymore. So I think uh, our guest may scare us a little bit on that. So today we're talking to Mr. Ryan Kane. He's the v- VP of IT at Ontario Montclair School Employees Federal Credit Union. He is a WCMS Alumni Association board member, a great friend of both Sean and I. Uh, you may remember him from the other side of the microphone when he co-hosted an episode of the broadcast last year. Well, he prides himself on bridging the gap between those who speak tech and those who need tech, me. <laughs> and today he's going to talk to us about artificial intelligence, AI, and how it's impacting us as credit union professionals and as consumers. Welcome back to the broadcast, Ryan. Thanks, Nate. Thanks, Shauna. Good to be here. Great to have you and talk to you. I love having a podcast because then we can bring our friends in to help explain things that are a little bit challenging that we've been been wondering about. So um, today's topic has to do with AI. And I've had three different conversations in the last week about chat GPT. Everyone keeps talking about it. So should we be worried or excited that we'll never have to write our own reports? What's what's the deal with ChatGPT? Well, if you've had three uh, conversations about it, that's very low con- uh, compared to what I've had come mm-hmm. my direction in the last couple of weeks and months. Ever since ChatGPT came out, um, it's been the nonstop talk of the town in the technology circles. Um, ChatGPT is essentially just a chatbot. And we've been using chatbots for a long time now. I'm sure you've gone to a website, 
um, maybe you've had trouble with your, your cell phone or something and you've gone to the cell phone provider website looking for support and you're on the support page and then a little pop-up bubble says, hey, you want to chat with someone right now? And you click that button and you think you're talking to someone and you type this whole long thing out that says, yeah, my phone isn't working. When I dial my mom, it you know winds up uh, not going through. Can you help me with that? And then without even two seconds going by, a whole thing comes back saying, hey, it sounds like you're having trouble with your phone. And you just sigh and go, oh this is a bot. It has no idea what I'm talking about. <laughs> and then you just give up because you don't want to go through talking with a robot that has no chance of helping you at all. Well, ChatGPT is just a much better version of what those have always done. In fact, ChatGPT is a iteration of a chatbot that is closer to passing what's called the Turing test. Now, a lot of people think it does pass the Turing test. And just to define what that is, a Turing test is a artificial intelligence that can fool a human into thinking it's a human. ChatGPT is not capable of doing that. Some people think it can, and in, in some cases it has, but it does not always do that. And in many cases, and in uh, most cases, it can be determined by those who are trained that it is artificial intelligence doing it. Um, ChatGPT can handle natural language, so it can take what we're saying in our own voices or how we type it, and it uses a neural, uh, neural network to process that and turn it into a response so you can have a, a real conversation with this bot. Um, ChatGPT is an online thing, so this is something you're typing back and forth with, but people have basically ported this into other applications where you can talk to it or do other things. So ChatGPT is not going to revolutionize the world. Um, it actually has not been updated since 2021, so it doesn't know anything that's occurred since then. Uh, people have really tricked it in a lot of ways. So this isn't very uh, revolutionary thing that, that's going to, you know, change the world yet, but it is the next step in AI. Interesting. Interesting. I, I've, see, I've, I have heard of chat GPT. I just didn't necessarily know what it was called. So are there, you know, how can this AI technology be used by credit unions? I mean, you know, can it help them gain efficiencies? Can it help the bottom line profitability? Well, chat GPT is not the way uh, that okay. credit unions would be using AI. There are other options. Now, one thing I'm going to put out there is a disclaimer on all of this. AI is still in its infancy. So I'm going to give some examples of some AI companies that have products. But all of these are basically in beta or very early on and are not very mature. Um, I'll start with one called Jasper. Jasper.ai is a website. And they create a SEO, search engine optimization, or marketing tool where you can create pre-chained marketing content for your credit union. Um, they can write blog posts, they can write social media posts, or more. Es essentially, this takes the time out of writing. Uh, we know that as time goes by, there are a lot of jobs out there that are going to go away. And writers, people who write for a living and create content for a living, need to watch what they do because AI is going to take a lot of that role. Mm -hmm. It's not going to go away completely because AI is not perfect at it, but AI can do a lot of the writing and a lot of the heavy lifting there. So I uh, invite people to look at jasper.ai, again, in its infancy, but it's a very interesting concept. Another one would be fireflies.ai. This is one of many. 
that does the same thing. They automate meeting notes. It's really interesting what they can do. It can determine who is speaking and can create a summary of the meeting. So imagine uh, you've probably seen this maybe in Zoom where there's applications and maybe it says that there's a, an application taking notes. This can actually sit on a computer or something taking notes in a meeting and then create a meeting summary and even create action items for individual people. Right now, we frequently have a scribe or a secretary sitting in meetings who at the wrap of the meeting sends out action items and what happens and what everybody needs to walk away with. Well, this is an artificial intelligence bot that would do that for us. Very cool stuff. Again, in its infancy, not a very mature product. Next, Bardeen.ai. This can automate manual tasks and automate them for you. So I'll give one quick example. It could do something like pull data from a website, web page, could be internal, could be external. It could maybe add some of that data to a spreadsheet. Maybe this is something your credit union is doing. Then maybe once it's done that, it could send a message, an internal message. It could send an email or something like that. Right now, data entry is something that credit unions do all the time. Imagine if all of that data entry, spreadsheet updating, message sending, report writing was automated. Last but not least, the last uh, example I'll use is there was a lot of uh, hoopla made about search. Microsoft Bing added AI to their search results recently they then took it out. Bing search did not do well with artificial intelligence in the sidebar. AI kind of went awry. They are going to fix that and put it back. And so I'm including it here in this list because eventually AI is going to drastically enhance our ability to search and quickly find results when we need to find things in the future. Just imagine if we could Google and quickly find anything we needed to. And I used Google as the example there because I think Google and Microsoft and every company is going to add AI into pretty much everything they do to increase efficiency. So just a quick follow-up. Um, I mean, that's I, I've never heard of any of those companies. Top of mind, I could think of some applications that I probably would want to use them for. But, you know, are, do you think there are there any current or do you see any best use cases you know, for a credit union to actually use AI either now or in the future? Credit unions generally tend to not be bleeding edge, maybe cutting edge. The one AI uh, piece that I generally would recommend credit unions look into is the chatbot because that is the most mature AI piece. ChatGPT has shown that we can create chatbots that live in sandboxes where we can train them on certain products and services, and those products and services for credit unions would be those in our own credit union, where they can do things like reset passwords, they can update addresses, they can do things that live inside of our uh, you know, little biomes and safely provide services to members. That is the one and only artificial intelligence use case at this time that is probably worth implementing soon within the next year or two some of these other ones will likely be worth implementing in large scale it is worth looking into the other examples at this time but the chatbot right now is probably mature enough to actually use yeah, and, and many credit unions are. It's it's uh, definitely revolutionizing things, and it's incredible to see where where we're headed. Maybe within the next couple of years, with some of these other products that you've indicated, 
Um, there sounds like a, you highlighted the advantages, but what are some of the potential drawbacks to using AI? You know, I don't think a lot of people talk about this enough and it's worth mentioning. Now, the, there's, there's one big drawback that is the, the, the elephant in the room and that's job loss. I already talked about it a second ago and there's going to be people that lose their jobs here. Um, secondarily, let's talk about, for example, when AI is used for creating content, writing. A lot of times the quality of the work and content created by artificial intelligence doesn't quite match up to the quality of work created by a human. So the quality of work may go down. Artificial intelligence allows us to create more content. And so we are seeing more content creation. And so this massive amount of content that people are making, and it could be uh, text, it could be videos, it could be um, photos that are artificially intelligent, you know, collaborating on. There is so much content going out there that content is becoming less valuable. So that's one drawback as well. Next would be, there's a phrase that people in the artificial intelligence community call garbage in, garbage out. And it's important to know that, and I'll use a, a very specific example for this. Amazon used artificial intelligence to help speed up and make their hiring process more efficient. They trained an AI bot and had it look at all of the resumes that they were using to hire people. And they did this over a multi-year period. And after they trained this bot and had it look at all the resumes and look at all the people that wound up getting hired, they tried and had the bot look at some new resumes to come in. And it turned out to be very problematic because the bot started having bias. Wow. The bot started taking out and throwing out any resume that included things like women's, women's soccer, women's volleyball, women's college. Because it was garbage in, garbage out, it learned that resumes that included those keywords were thrown out by the humans that it was trained by. So we have to be careful when we use AI, whoever creates the AI, whoever trains the AI, Why? that's what the AI is going to learn from. Wow. You can't just assume that the artificial intelligence is going to be smarter than humans. <laughs> not. So that is a huge, huge drawback. That is, wow. Um, interesting. Um, Reminds me of what was the Will Smith movie? I I am Legend. <laughs> it's kind of kind of scary there. Um, so quick quick question, a side question here: is, is AI the same technology that that I you know that's being used? Like my kids are using something to help them write papers and things like that. Is, is that AI or is that a different technology? Uh, it could be. Um, there's a lot of uh, helpers out there you might be talking about grammarly or something like that right um i i don't know but if they're using grammarly or or something like that probably a mixture of something but um there's lots of options out there but a lot of students in college right now and i don't know i don't want to talk about your kids i don't want to get them in trouble but there is a big thing right now in college campuses where chat gpt is writing a lot of research papers right now mm -hmm. And that's becoming problematic for professors. Um, and there are, and this is an interesting thing, um, there have been uh, scientific papers where 
actual professors and researchers are writing papers and then citing ChatGPT as a co-author. Wow. That's like, that's a whole new paradigm. That, yes, it is. <laughs> so, um, Shauna, did you want to jump in at all? Because I, I have kind of a sidebar to this. If you go, go ahead, Nate. So I'm going to go down this rabbit hole. So, I mean, are, you know, what are current, what kind of the current limits of AI? I mean, I would hope there are limits because if there are no limits, it's kind of scary. But, you know, your professional opinion, where it's at right now, it's, you know, what are, what are kind of the parameters for it? Well, I'm going to I'm going to continue on the thread of the garbage in garbage out. And we talked earlier about uh, Tesla. Uh, you and you and Shauna were speaking about uh, potentially joyriding in a Tesla. Let's talk about how Teslas have the autopilot feature and they can drive themselves. Let's imagine for a, te uh, a moment that a Tesla is driving down a regular street and there's a crosswalk up ahead. And in that crosswalk, there happens to be a couple people in it. Um, maybe there's a grandmother and a couple feet behind her in the crosswalk, there's a little girl and the Tesla is going too fast to stop and it's driving itself. Which person does the Tesla hit? Mm. Artificial intelligence has to make that decision. Whoever created the artificial intelligence, whoever trained that AI makes that decision. That's a moral judgment. Your moral judgment may be different from the moral judgment that the person who created right. the AI would have made. And so there's a big limit there. And a lot of us have heard of the trolley problem, you know, a train riding on a track, mm -hmm. six people on the track. Do you flip the switch to, you know, right. kill one person instead of the six? Those moral judgments that we make, those are always going to be a limit of AI because our moral uh, judgments are frequently going to contradict the moral judgments of the people who create artificial intelligence. And it's going to be difficult or impossible to create artificial intelligence that can agree with 100% of people because right. people don't agree. So right. to me, that is a huge limitation of artificial intelligence that doesn't get a lot of public publicity. That's pretty incredible. When we started this conversation, I was more thinking about the morality of having ChatGPT write your own, write your your term paper for you, or even your board report for that matter. But now it's really a we make it in our own image with all of the flaws that we're already bringing to the table. So mm -hmm. that's that's some that's some heavy stuff. <laughs> Really appreciate you breaking it down for us, though, today, Ryan. It's been incredible talking with you and getting uh, a little bit of a different view on AI and how it can help us and how it could probably really get us into a lot of trouble. Um, absolutely. And listen, I think we need to, uh, for sure, uh, put you on the agenda. Let's go six months out and see what's changed in six months in, in regards to, to AI. So thanks for being on the show. If you like this episode, please subscribe and rate us wherever you get your podcasts. If you have any feedback at all or want to recommend future guests, let us know at WCMSalumni.org. Thank you for listening to the WCMS broadcast today. And until next time, start early. And start often. <laughs>